0: Welcome homeowners, homebuyers, landlords, and tenants alike, people who just want to be better at living in a home. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Join Madison Radio's Adam Elliott, real estate broker and landlord Ben Anton, as they break down the modern-day barriers of home ownership. You'll laugh, you'll cry. And if you're not careful, you'll learn.
1: Come on, baby, won't you hold me tighter than your fists curled up in a schoolyard fight? I'll be a beggar when you're calling my name.
2: Thanks for waiting. That was the waiting song from Madison musician Seesaw. Welcome to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. I'm Adam Elliott. And I'm Ben Anton.
3: And thanks for being here for Real Estate in the 608. It's a podcast that you're listening to, and we just, you know, in general, appreciate you being here.
2: What we do is we bring in a guest, and we talk real estate. We try to find somebody that is smarter than us and can shed light on things that we hope anybody with an interest in real estate might enjoy renters, homeowners, Uh, or people who are trying to make real estate almost a job. To do that, we'll discuss the real estate headlines of the day. We're going to recap the highest and the lowest sales prices in Dane County. We're going to give you a tip we call it the top
3: of the hour tip,
2: uh, as well as the market update to keep
3: you informed on how things are going in the real estate market.
2: Those people that are smarter than us, one of them is Phil Plord. We bring him on each month. He is the president of Blimling & Associates, a division of Dairy.com. And we'll feature local
3: music from artists right here in the 608. They're the folks you hear in between Ben and I's, we'll say, great chatter. My name is Adam. I am a homeowner, teacher, user experience
2: architect, used to play around in the radio in the Madison market. I'm Ben Anton, broker associate with the Lower Realty Group. I'm a landlord and a habitual property owner. When you mentioned
3: this week's guest, Ben, Brandon Cook, who's a landlord, developer, and broker owner of John Fontaine Realty, I thought to myself, is Ben trying to test me in some way or another? Strength is measured in resistance. True. Adam. All right. So there was a house that we talked about in the last episode that myself and our guest from the last episode both tried to bid on. We lost it, and the person
2: who won it is our guest this time around. Which makes his visit both timely. He's got things to talk about even Outside more, even that. more okay. than that. I put my complete
3: trust in you when I saw that. And oh. I was like, oh, This person has to have some line of insight. And it's not just to tease me for who I lost the house to. No, we're
2: going to talk about the the fixer-flipper on Wheeler Road. But he is also a landlord. Okay. He is a developer. And then he is also the broker-owner, as you said, of John Fontaine Realty. All right. Looking forward to hearing more. What's been going on since last time, Ben? Since last time, I think summer just happened. Did you catch it? All right. It seemed to blow by this time, didn't it? <laughs> Yesterday, real estate in the 608 visited the 414, took okay. in a Brewers game. All right. <laughs> with, with our Instagram consultant and and, and August is often it's like vacation time, yep. right? Real estate sales take a pause. We'll notice that in the highs and the lows. Uh, for Rhonda and I, rental switchovers and projects wrapping up was like, blah, 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 blah. all at the same time as Atwood Fest. You know, nobody wants to buy a house, they want to go to the fair. <laughs> um, I'm going on vacation at the end of August. So we're recording a little bit early this month, but I'm going on a cruise.
3: Okay. So the Be Real
2: app. So, what so is I'm, this encouraging me to so do? So, at any point during the day, <laughs> this, because it, it's an app about, about not being Instagram y. It's okay. it's about, it's about getting away from that. Like, look at my perfect before and after life. Gotcha. Right? So like pictures of yourself before coffee in the morning or something like that. When the bell rings, baby, you got to do it. You got two minutes. <laughs> like your app goes off once a day, two minutes, take a picture. It does front and back. It's like, here I am. Here's what I'm doing. Oh, next week. I'm going to be real. You're going to be real. Okay. I'm going to be real in a completely unreal location, but like. So check me out, follow me on Be Real, and see what it's really like. Gotcha. Uh, It's an interesting concept is is the apps with social media. The kids love it. The
3: kids are into it because it reflects like what is actually happening. Because as you know, you can project an image of yourself on those social media apps that may or may not be
2: true. Well... They caught me brushing my teeth last night, so (laughs) at least we know he practices good oral hygiene. It's good for you. Uh, What's been going on for me
3: since last time, I wouldn't say that this was a lesson that was learned. It was just like a great experience of being a good neighbor. I had a neighbor who has a crab apple tree that's right on the property line. The tree had got big enough this year that it's just touching my roof and kind of like brushing up on it. They hired a tree contractor to do some trimming on their house and took that down. I didn't even ask them. And I was just like, wow, Uh, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm in a good privileged space with just like a great neighbor that does stuff. And you kind of get along with those folks on the other side of the fence. It's great. Well,
2: being a responsible homeowner is like what we're about. Like, maybe they listen. Maybe they don't say, hey, Adam, heard the podcast. Heard about the inspector should look at trees that rub up against the <laughs> I house. I mean, maybe that was it too. It
3: was just uh it was just like I don't know, it felt like a treat. Like no, got, bonus you got, to you, Adam. Good. You got good, good people. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I was like, thank you. So John and Christy, if if you do listening, uh
2: I appreciate you being good neighbors. I, I was gonna stop for a moment of appreciation. Should we do that sure, now? Sure, please we do. do it at the end. Affirmations like, are good. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh. But really, thanks for listening. <laughs> We did. We didn't talk a lot about it last month. I put it in the newsletter. We did not win the best of Madison. No. Podcast. Yeah. Right. I know. But it's, there was a lot of you that that thought we had a chance. Yeah. And and gave us your all. Did we get a vote count ever? Do they? They don't give you that. No. That, 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 we didn't yeah. even. We didn't even get top three. It's alright. It's okay. Uh, we appreciate you getting. I do because. Because I was being silly at Atwood Fest and someone said, oh, you should, because like there was like, someone said, oh, my mom needs to buy a house. And someone said, oh, right here, talk to Ben. <laughs> and I was being a smart ass and I really don't, I'm not into like handing out business cards. I don't even know where mine are. But I, but she goes, oh, what's your name? I said, Ben Anton. Uh, I said, work right here down the street at the Lower Realty Group. And then to be silly, I said, you've probably heard of my podcast, <laughs> Real Estate in the 608. Didn't know my name. No. Had heard had of the heard podcast. Had heard the
3: podcast. That's the way it goes. Oh, that's you? Yeah. I'm like, yes, that's me. See, that's your business card. All you need to do is say in the 608.com. I got the
2: hat on <laughs> almost all the time. But anyway, so I, I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. That's what's been going on since last time. Uh, let's talk
3: about what's been going on from the headlines. <laughs>
2: According to livability, whoever that is, right? Livability magazine, magazine. Yeah. Somebody says Madison's the best place to live again. Gotcha. Top right. spot, Madison, Wisconsin. We get those um, left and right, you know. Right. Not only based on the fact that our median house price hovering around four hundred sixteen is well below the national median, which I think was four hundred fifty. Mm-hmm. And affordability. Can you believe it? We're talking about Madison being affordable. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons people love it. Cultural events, residents can attend free, including zoo, rooftop sure. concerts, botanical gardens, and much more. Yeah. Including but not limited <laughs> to La Fette and Atwood Fest. That's right. uh, the other from the headlines, interest rates. Everybody was like, Oh my god, interest rates, yeah. oh my god. Well, they're not, they did they went up that little bit, right. then they fluctuated a little bit, went back down. But they're still in the low fives. Uh-huh. I mean, so that's not what it was six, eight months ago. But it's not the six or seven that people thought they'd be getting to by fall, and I don't think that's gonna happen. All right, what about the lows and the highs? The lows and the highs in Dane County as well as our neighbor to the north, Portage, we'll start there for Chris and Jared. Lowest price, 98, highest, 240. And the same story I see in Dane County when I look at the lowest there. It's a two-bedroom, two-bath, manufactured home. And I don't mean like a trailer. I mean like a, maybe I should have said modular.
3: Yeah, it's one they build somewhere and they bring yeah. it and, and put that, it together. And they
2: yeah. often have that cathedral, the, like the, the telling cathedral ceiling. Yeah, it's just right? like, like
3: the split right down mm, the middle where it's like, like obvious that there's a half and a
2: half. Perfectly <laughs> symmetrical modular home. Okay. Uh, 3427 Vilas Road, two uh-huh. bedroom, two bath, selling for 185. That might be our highest low. Lots of, lots of smoking like the silhouetted silhouetted photos on the walls like where they'd come down and then the deepest darkest ocean blue carpeting right Uh uh-huh but also like where the furniture was Uh like you can see (laughs) well there was the end table and there was the couch and there was the recliner highest price sale in dane county on monona 1.9 list set sells in four days for 2.1 million Side note, sale. painters always know where smoking houses are. It's, it's very, <laughs> very,
3: like if you think you're like, you're you smoking, you're like, it's not a smoking house. Painters know exactly. It's, it's a, very obvious. It's a smoking the house. The difference between smoking houses and none. Those are the lows and the highs, including in Portage for Jared and Chris. Our guest coming up is Brandon
2: Cook. Developer, landlord, broker, owner, John Fontaine Realty. Let's take a break for the top of the hour tip. Going to be some local advice from some of our favorite Lauer Realty Group agents on how to improve your home or investment property ownership experience.
1: Come a little bit closer. Hear what I have to say.
4: Hi, this is Liz Lauer, founder of the Lauer Realty Group. I take pride in having highly educated realtors who are passionate about their clients' pursuits. That passion translates into buying the right home, condo, or investment property, or when selling those same properties for clients, creating a highly stylized marketing plan that yields the best results. The core of the success comes from continually educating ourselves, our clients, and staying focused on key topics and strategies that will help us advocate for them like no other firm. Real Estate in the 608 is a window into our world that gives our listener market updates, current lending trends, home maintenance tips, remodeling help, and so much more. When you need our services, give us a call. Till then, sit back and enjoy and learn.
2: You're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine. For your ears, on the phone with us, Asher Messino with the top of the hour tip.
5: Right now we have a slower real estate market and there are a lot more properties just sitting for longer Um, properties that are in really good condition and in desirable locations. Those properties are still getting multiple offers, but we just have a ton more properties just sitting active. Um, And a lot of buyers right now who are looking are being really picky, which is, you know, we see that more seasonally. Um, But something that, I feel people should be worried about is that, you know, right now we actually have pretty low interest rates. People are going around being really picky, maybe not thinking of the next few months where interest rates are going to hike up. And then as soon as January comes around, we're going to be in a full blown competitive market again. And all the people who are being picky right now might lose out on a great opportunity to get a really decent home.
2: All right. Thank you, Asher. We'll see you in a little bit.
3: Listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears online in the 608.com. That's Ben's new business card. He just says, I am in the 608.com. Go to there. It's time for dispatches from the front. This is a series of stories that uh, are coming, kind of lessons that you've learned from several houses that
2: you bought in the last, is it six months? We're going on nine yeah, months got- now. We're, we got two of those full, so it's almost more like, what stupid thing happened to Ben? Okay. So or, what stupid thing happened at which house? <laughs> or in this case, what happened to former guest, Allie Berenyi? Oh, okay. yeah, From, uh, from MATC. Right. right. Yeah. She was putting a fence up, but there were two steel posts over on the left side. And I said, you know what I would do there? I'd box in those posts, and I'd put a cedar sleeve over the top, and then I would fill them expanding polyurethane foam okay why would you do that it's like a magic thing any void you could just slide that down and it would literally mechanically attach it and create this like solid mass like and then you could okay so um so i suggested that and i said at the same time i said you know in fact there's a new product that you can use that same expanding polyurethane foam for post holes like you don't need to mix concrete anymore. Perfectly really? up to code. Perfectly legitimate. It is. Oh. You dig the hole just like you would have, but instead of mixing concrete, you fill it with this bag mixed polyurethane foam. And I have never mm. used that product. I simply knew it was existed. They decided to try that new product in, the, in hole, the hole where they dug a post, as well as to to fill the void in this in this sleeve, mm-hmm. and uh, there was an explosion. Oh no! There was an explosion. And uh, and Allie and Claire got covered in uh, in the foam, and it's sticky as goo. right? It is sticky to begin with. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, Claire, you really got to let that stuff dry and then take it off." Is Allie okay? Everybody was okay. There's still there's obviously still some evidence uh-huh. of the explosion, the bag stuff. You're getting the warning from us here when it says it's going to like expand super hyper expand inside 15 seconds believe it and then when you're using the can or that stuff know that it is a difficult cleanup can only be removed mechanically if you can figure that's literally i think what like literally it says like mechanical removal what are you
3: supposed to stick your hand in a blender to clean well there's there's no
2: solvent there's no soap there's (gasps) like you have to scrape it off and if it's on your head you have to scrape it (laughs) off or your feet Anyway, so there you go. That's the dispatch from the front, lessons that we can learn so you don't have to. All right, why don't we take a break and we'll be back with Brandon
3: Cook, developer and broker owner of John Fontaine Realty.
1: Is this the...
3: Listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name is Adam. His name
2: is Ben. And on the line, we've got our in studio guest, Brandon Cook. If you live on the east side of Madison, Brandon Cook has helped change the look and feel of many properties you likely drive by all the time. Graduate of Wanaki High School in 2004, he spent time at UW Whitewater as well as UW Milwaukee with what I'm calling a minor in opening a sandwich shop. He is a general contractor. He builds, he flips, he owns and manages a good number of both small residential homes as well as mid-size, mid-rise, mixed-use properties that he saw built and continues to own. He did not deprive my neighborhood of a post office or condoms. Those were two other people. He know We know he builds. What? <laughs> Are we going to circle back to that? We can, we can circle back to <laughs> okay. that. Okay. We, we know he builds, he sells, he rents, he develops. Maybe even makes a good sandwich But is he fun? Well, There's only one way to know We gotta ask some questions and play ourselves A little game It's a get to know you game A quiz game A Madison history and environs trivia game We call The way it used to be There used to
1: be There used to be There used to be used be, Used to be nothing but smiling faces Far as the eye could see Car in every driveway Swinging every tree People can't stop talking about the way things used to be are
6: you ready Brandon excuse me while I picked my jaw off the floor that was incredible I, was, <laughs> I couldn't believe it okay all, let's all do it. right I'm ready
2: while Wana key remains the only want key in the world where until the early 2000s was the one and only stoplight in the one and only want
6: the center of town obviously
2: that is incorrect <laughs> it was by h&r carpets which is on the edge of town which i always thought was a little bit weird
6: i would have to say that that's false there's no way because there that barely needs a stoplight right now it was like the center of town always had a stoplight but we got, we
2: got a challenge
6: I, to we the, got the a, question, question we
2: got a flag on and the play challenge <laughs> i will find out and we will issue a retraction. Oh my gosh, this will be a first time for us. If in this if episode. I am wrong, I
6: there. was going to say if it's if it was 1990, I would have been six. So <laughs> that's my only hesitation. But as far back as I can remember, before I could talk, there was a, there was a stoplight in the center of town um, next to Meffert, One stop.
2: Okay, question number two at 2002 Winnebago, the stop and go convenience store was known by what nickname to locals and cab drivers alike
6: Ooh, that's a good one and when we were deconstructing it i saw what it used to look like and my god 1970s uh they just covered everything up but i have no idea
2: it was it was just called the stop and bago
3: is this the link to the the post office and condoms joke Yes, okay,
2: should we... we? Please explain. Okay. Um, The neighborhood was sad to see the stop-and-go close. Go away, right. They were were sad to see first the stop-and-go turn into a quick trip for like a few weeks, Um, at which point um, they stopped selling condoms. Quick trip does not sell condoms. No. Um, It was stop-and-go, though, the previous owners of the building that ended the lease with the post office... And there was a post office there, but it was was like a a mini post office, right? A little little mini post office. So everyone was angry that the neighborhood no longer had a post office, and no longer you couldn't buy condoms Condoms
6: there. Okay.
2: Eight twenty one Williamson. Many would think, okay, okay. Many would know this as the MTI building. Like does I don't Mm -hmm. maybe I just know what that that was Madison Teachers Incorporated, kind of a kind of a union offices. On Williamson, that building on Williamson housed two more union offices, not just the teachers. The local 311 also had their offices there. Whom did they represent, Brandon?
3: Firefighters. Is it firefighters? Oh,
2: that is well correct. Done. All right. I was so thinking there.
3: steam fitters for some reason. but
2: Well, Steve, that's just a cool union to be in. Yeah, really I like steam fitters. I know. I think you have both proven uh, proven proven your congeniality, as well as as a as a potential level of fun acceptable to continue. <laughs>
6: okay, I like this.
2: <laughs> it's easy work, really. Um, we're going to take a quick break for the market update, and then we will be back with more from Brandon Cook. Mm-hmm.
4: Hi, this is Liz Lauer, founder of the Lauer Realty Group. I take pride in having highly educated realtors who are passionate about their clients' pursuits. That passion translates into buying the right home, condo, or investment property, or when selling those same properties for clients, creating a highly stylized marketing plan that yields the best results. The core of the success comes from continually educating ourselves, our clients, and staying focused on key topics and strategies that will help us advocate for them like no other firm. Real Estate in the 608 is a window into our world that gives our listener market updates, current lending trends, home maintenance tips, remodeling help, and so much more. When you need our services, give us a call. Till then, sit back and enjoy and learn.
2: You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine. For your ears, it's time for the market update. On the phone with us, agent to the stars, Asher (laughs) Messino. Hi, (laughs) Ben. I'm going on vacation next week. What are you doing next week? Do you think you'll be busy showing houses?
5: I will be showing houses, but definitely this time of the year is always significantly slower than other times of the year. You know, January through June are the busiest months. And then in July and August, it really slows down significantly. Um, Everyone's trying to get their vacations in before their kids go back to school or before they go back to the university the rent cycles here in the Madison area beginning and ending in August causes all those buyers who were first time home buyers and maybe didn't get a home January through June they realize in June oh shoot i need to resign my lease and then they lose a lot of steam
2: yeah we've ta- i talk i've talked about that academic year lease cycle forever and it it really and i also the other thing i always talk about the highest prices in our market were paid in July and those offers were written in May or June. Um, So here we are in this little post peak slump when Ben gets to go on vacation and Asher has a little bit more time to think about improvements around her own home. So things are a little bit slower right now. That can mean opportunity. I personally, and maybe you can give me give some of your own uh, uh, insights. I've got a few people where I know that in September, Mid September, I'll be listing at least three properties. What What does it look like for you on the listing side coming forward into the fall?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think you know we talk about the the midsummer lull of July and August, and then mid September it will pick up again. People start to get settled. The summer is over. Uh, the routine begins back up. So usually we do have a pretty big push in mid September that should go through October.
2: All right. Well, thank you very much for dropping in, Asher. You have a great weekend.
5: Thanks, Ben. You too.
2: Bye-bye.
3: You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're on the web in the 608.com. My name is Adam. His name has been our in studio guest who has just proven his worthiness, Brandon Cook. Uh, Brandon, thanks for joining us today.
6: Thanks for having me. Do we have background applause
3: somewhere? That, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get the sound effects guy to put
2: some stuff in there for
6: you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the budget is here, but you know, <laughs> definitely worth it.
2: Um, you, you did have? Did you listen to the previous episode?
6: Absolutely not. You know, I wanted to go into this thing not knowing anything.
2: <laughs> that's how we. That's how we like it, Brandon. Um, had you listened, <laughs> uh, you would have learned. That both Adam, the Adam we are talking with, as well as our previous guest, Chris, both wrote offers on that house on Wheeler. One of the ways that project could add value to your big picture, um, and that's keeping the funnel full.
0: It
6: it does. I mean, that's like uh, B on the list. A was, I mean, I think me and Adam both uh, wanted it probably for the same reason, Uh, It's real close to his house. I like to drive by fast, honking my horn, and this allows me to do this for, I don't know, three months straight. And um, see if he catches me.
2: <laughs> so um, <laughs> right,
6: okay. I, I
3: see where we're at here now. Like I've been able to gauge this. A quick setup: Wheeler Road was a house for sale that was in pretty rough shape. Yes. Um, and it went onto the market at a pretty low price. I think a lot of people came in to say, like, "Hey, this is a good chance for fixer upper." And I'm guessing, Brandon, that was your thought too. It's like, there's opportunity with this place, right?
6: It, it was a house that I've done before, so I know it very well. Oh, you uh, did North okay. London. And Nevada um, so it's a cookie cutter um, you know war area era house uh, it's well-built 1960s uh, all uh, all um, normal normal framing and wiring like we're accustomed to now and so where people might walk into the house and say oh my god you know what does that smell is it food is it urine is it what you know I saw a good house. And Ben you're you're right. I mean keeping busy. Uh you know, fundamentally the question you ask yourself every day.
1: I walk around all day all night.
2: The house on 1st Street that we just fixed up was in some ways, in many ways, the exact same layout, floor plan, and scale Mm -hmm. of the house that we did on Corey Street, the Ray Peterson project that we bought years ago. So we had a pretty good idea of what's this going to take, what's this going to cost. So in the same way here Brandon did one on Nevada, he's looking at one on Wheeler now. He said, "I've done this before. I know what it costs. I know what mm-hmm. it takes. I know what the weaknesses are, I know what the strengths are." Keeping his subs busy or having having different opportunities to move his resources around if one project is lagging, he doesn't have to say goodbye to somebody. He can say he can move move those cards around within his own realm and just juggle things versus versus having to let a sub work on somebody else's job. And then God knows when they come back. Is that what I'm hearing Brandon?
6: Yeah. I mean all the above and you know, a little bit more history. I just finished up a large house on the uh, west side on cornucopia and it was just a massive house. There's a lot of square footage. And once again, I think it's about perspective. A thousand square feet is nothing. You know, I walk around for five minutes and I'm through the whole house. You know, cornucopia was, uh, over such a large footprint and it was another, um, house flip that just needed a ton of work. And so a thousand square foot is really nothing. Um, I mean, it was just,
3: is that how you usually gauge it? Like size wise as to whether or not you're going to take on a project?
6: Absolutely not. I'll I'll say yes. 99% of the time, just because, you know, once again, would I rather do something than nothing? And uh, the answer is I'd rather do something. As far as rehabbing, I think it's something people have a ceiling where they're like, I don't want to do this. This is a a lot of work. And maybe they convince themselves not to. And for whatever reason, I might not have a ceiling where I don't think I've ever been too busy and I can handle a lot more and so I actively look for opportunities and just having a comfort level
2: I should ask about your work-life balance Brandon or do you have a work-work balance like like I sometimes feel I do
6: I mean I'm, I'm really content doing what I'm doing and that's working every day oh that's um,
2: good I mean you found the thing that you like to do
3: that's important right I mean that's that's one right of the, that's one of the goals in life
4: Everyone, I like you. Looks like Maybe for
3: folks who are in or at least considering similar types of jobs or roles in their lives, how do you go about identifying opportunity then?
6: I was realtors still have for many years not to try to take your business Ben. of your three listeners i don't want to hear (laughs) one of them call me have you ever been to cold stone
3: the ice cream store yes i have
6: yes they have three flavors like it love it gotta have it and so i've made enough wrong decisions that i know the feeling when i gotta have it and i know Mm -hmm. maybe wheeler isn't a gotta have it but it's going to allow me to get a got to have it opportunity because in real estate, things cost money. You know, you, when you start off, it's, what can I afford? And as you get more wealth, you find things that you're more passionate about and, and hopefully uh, you know, you can still take, you can take bigger swings based upon what you want to do other folks. They start with something, they have inheritance, they have really good jobs but, you know, I never made a lot of money and so these are the cards that I uh, am dealt and, you know, I can make the most of the situation and you know, frankly I wouldn't have it any other way.
3: I'm still thinking about ice cream. Could you go
2: over that one more time for me? No, I've, ne- I've never <laughs> been. So I don't I don't even know these flavors. But I but you, I do there are houses where I would put them in those three categories. Sure. Like the, Like it, love it, gotta have it.
6: Just so it was clear, you can't have ice cream after you hit thirty. I mean it just goes goes I'm gonna, to I'm gonna, your ass. I'm gonna
3: challenge you on that one. I think I think I get ice
2: cream. One of the things that I, that makes us similar uh is that We aren't afraid to live in our projects. Are you saying physically live or mentally live? No, I'm pretty sure sure that that Brandon's own home is one that is in transition. Gotcha.
6: For your three viewers, if they take anything from this, it's make sure the project's completed before it's done because I'm 95% done and it's been that way for seven, eight years. And so (laughs) it's just – you. you keep jumping to different projects and, uh, you know, uh, when you, when you build something or flip something every day costs you money. So I joke and say it's a weekend project, but it's really you, you, you're there as much as you possibly can because every day you're not there. It costs you money.
2: I too struggle with the squeezing in the project and my kitchen has been in pro- and in progress for almost a year now. Uh, but it'll get done.
6: There's a best way to do things, you know, when you redo a kitchen, you don't—you're not living there. It's totally vacant. You redo the kitchen, you paint it, you put the cabinets in, you get the cleaners in—they clean—and then you move in. If you move in prior to, it's like you're being held back, and it takes two to three times longer. And so you can use that in in any situation. And I do that uh, in construction, and I've had to learn. When I get yelled at by my drywaller, when I'm bringing cabinets in, he's like, "Well, <laughs> I'm working here," and I'm like, "Well, the kitchen goes in next." He's like, "But it takes me longer because you wanted right. to speed it up, so you're 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 grabbing somebody's time, and so there's a most efficient way of doing everything. And uh, after you do it enough, you you find that that most efficient way, and you keep keep trying to refine it to uh, you know save as much time as you can." Do-da-lam, do-da-lam, do-da-lam.
7: Boo, lamb, boo, lamb, boo.
3: You're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Medicine's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name is Adam Elliott. Uh, ben Anton is my partner in this podcast that we're talking on today. Brandon Cook, developer, broker, owner of John Fontaine Realty. Brandon, I've got a fact check you. You mentioned in our last uh, section there that there were three viewers that tuned in. Uh, we call them listeners, and there are three listeners, not viewers, who <laughs> tuned in. So, Brandon, do you consider construction to be like your core set of skills?
6: that's a good question my talent if you would call it that is to work really really hard for a small amount of money for a long period of time and then take all that money and risk it all on something else hoping that it will work out and then continue to do that because you know what i do is 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 nothing special it's just i'm able to take bigger risks than than most people and and work harder and not take that and buy a boat, buy a jet ski, buy a you know, a nice house for themselves. I mean, I think a lot of people have trouble doing that. And when I say a long time, I would say probably fifteen years of that. Because there is no quick buckets it's old and rich, not young and rich, unfortunately, in the in the real estate game. It's kinda like I'm the captain of a ship and everybody knows how to run the ship. But I'm just I'm I'm steering it. Yeah. And I, I'm very fortunate enough to be in that position. And so everybody's relying on me and I'm like, I'm just the guy risking everything. I mean, you know, I pay the bills and everybody's so talented. And, you know, once again, I feel very fortunate when a, when a building gets with, gets framed up all the labor, all the manpower, you know, people's livelihoods are coming to this job to, help me achieve something and it's, you know, very rewarding. And it's the only thing uh, I feel like, you know, I want to do for the rest of my life. When I first got into it, you know, 2005, um, you know, I flipped the house. It wasn't supposed to be very good, it turned out good. And I said, you know, I put so much work into this. Never again do I want to kill myself, blood, sweat and tears and then sell it. And what do you have? you know, a few bucks, 10, 20, 30 grand, whatever it may be. And so for a long period of time, I was only rental. I'm only buying rental. I'm only doing stuff for me. But that was during the recession and it was very hard. And call it an aha moment, maybe five or six years ago, I was on Craigslist trying to buy an air conditioning unit. And it was like, oh, this two-year-old carrier unit. And, uh, you know, a couple hundred bucks, I'm like, great, I could put that in one of my apartments, because I used to be, you know, more cheap than I uh, am now. And so I went over there, you know, and he's like, yeah, you, you can buy this. And I'm like, great, well, I need to call my banker and see if he can bring me some money, because he's out of <laughs> Mount Horeb, and we have a good relationship. Anyway, he says, that guy's losing his house. I'm like, what? He's like, why else would he be selling his air conditioning unit? So I call the guy up. yeah I'm like, are you losing the house? He's like, yeah. I'm like, so would you sell the furnace? He's like, yeah. I'm like, how about the water heater? Yeah. How about the water heater? Yeah. How about the water softener? Bought everything. And I'm like, lucky stars. Cost me 800 bucks. I buy all this stuff. I put it in my garage. I'm. I haven't gotten around to putting it in, but then I look at the sheriff's sale. Sure enough, here comes this house that I took all the mechanicals out of. And I'm like, well, I guess I should probably buy it because I could put everything right back into it. I was bidding against a lady whose son lived next door, and she's like, oh, you know, if you've ever been to a sheriff's sale, it's kind of an odd situation where you're bidding and she was like, Oh, I'm just trying to, I'm going to babysit my grandbabies. And I'm like, uh, well, I got the mechanicals. I don't know what you want me to say. And I, I'll bid her and, you know, it ended up flipping the house. It had, you know, it was a typical hoarder house, you know, dog hair, dog pee, every place. And it, it turned out reasonably well. And, you know, I think I made, Thirty
7: grand on it. She ain't broke, but she, she
0: ain't
2: bad. You've taken some of what we've done, like to the next level. Uh, we, Rhonda and I, have purchased two homes that were in the sheriff sale tract, and one of them. I was able to gain entry in advance of the sale, familiarize myself with the property, better understand the risk, assign some dollar numbers to what this house is going to cost us. And then we were prepared to bid appropriately based on that foreknowledge, which not
6: everyone is going to have. It's one of the, the biggest things you need. Just, you know, bring, take a pocket full of money, pay somebody off, get in the house because they're the other part of the, investors that go to these, um, sheriff sales, they buy 10 houses and three of them are losses,
2: right? So,
6: okay. We just, we, you can't pick them all, but the seven are good. And so if you're bidding against somebody like that, you can afford to have a loss like that. But the Um,
2: situation where information is power and information is is going can be the difference between your your idea of what it's worth and someone else's but the second that we just finished on first street again we were able to get into the house and have a better understanding of what it looked and because of covid then there was like 18 months to two years in between my getting in the house the first time and our ability to bid on it at the sheriff's sale but We'd been in. We kind of had an idea. See, in your situation, not only had you been in, kind of had an idea, but you'd also removed all of the appliances and the mechanicals. Which um, one of the reasons that when you buy a house, you uh, list things as included. Those items aren't necessarily mortgageable, like they're they're personal property even the furnace and even the air conditioner and the washer and the dryer, the stove. Those things are all personal property and in theory, were they were his right to sell. We didn't mention the Speedway project, but you had obviously met with and negotiated with the Quick Trip folks who then also sold. The then Amoco BP stop and go turned the gas station across from the golf course on, on Glenway, a speedway at mineral point, which is another. Well,
6: I was going to say back to Adam's question. Like, how do you identify it? It's like, I get the call. It's like quick trips, like, Hey, we got this one. You want it? And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, yeah, I do. And that was, that was quite literally (laughs) it.
2: You would rather be doing something than not.
6: Yes, it's true. And it's, I I had demolished a house right down the street on Hillcrest a year and a half ago. And it turned out very well. I was shocked at the um, neighborhood and the demand for the house. Um, And this was in the same neighborhood um, ish. And I thought, well, it's not my preferred area. It's not the isthmus. It is nine minutes from my house, but once again, you're close to the hospitals, you could get the professionals, and there's been no redevelopment, which was one of the things the city said. It's great spot. We'd love to see something happen here. But um, the neighborhood hasn't had a lot of development, so you have that learning curve. And surprisingly, it, it, it didn't go as well as what I thought. Um, you know, the, the neighborhood said, we want to see something happen. We just don't want that. And it was, well, we're getting rid of a gas station and we're putting a 31 unit uh, mixed use building and there's a commercial space and underground parking. And, you know, it's bringing uh, much needed housing to the neighborhood because there's there's no place to go in that neighborhood and nobody's really done anything. But you're you're right
2: to say, though, that they have not. Whereas that is like the annual story here on the East Isthmus. They haven't had to deal with any. They they haven't had someone sit down at their neighborhood P and D meeting uh, to talk about a similar project like that for decades. There just isn't anything but like that over there.
6: The last the last time they probably had this conversation is when they wanted to put a stop and go there. Probably,
2: maybe, yeah. Or I, I'm thinking I think it would have been turning that church into a police station is really the only mm-hmm. other significant development and you know outside of hill because the hilldales is kind of its own beast All right
6: yep That's there's any and actually this was not part of a neighborhood association but there was one right across the street and so it was very interesting going through the the city process and you know hearing other people's opinion you know i'm not trying to cram something down somebody's throat but i'm a pro-housing person we need housing i I don't think it's right when I when I list an apartment on Atwood and I get 100 emails. I don't need 100 emails, but there's quite literally that many people looking Mm -hmm. uh, for a little studio apartment. And it's just it's it's it makes things so much more difficult when people are casting their net and just emailing everybody because they they need to find housing. And so we need more housing. And this was a great spot
3: it's kind of the same story of the ace apartments on the east side of madison um you know very kind of like built-in neighborhood there wasn't a lot of space to build around there and there was a proposal for a four or five story building with retail and all that and met a lot of resistance met resistance right until the time it was built actually that's just (laughs) that's just how it goes i think with some of those neighborhoods but i think you're right the reality is is it's necessary. Ch- change is
2: tough.
6: Yeah, it is. We can't keep underbuilding. Prices go up. It drives people out. There's nothing affordable. Um, and, and it's just not a good way to, to run a community by not having adequate housing for everybody from, from the top to the bottom. And so it's creating more problems um, by keeping the apartment buildings out and housing, but you know, ultimately, you know, for new housing, single families, we got to spread out, and um, multi-unit, you're able to add some infill, which, which is great. I mean, it's a, it's a great, great way to add density. Let's
2: take a quick break for Phil's phone in, and we'll come back and uh, and get some last thoughts with Brandon Cook, broker owner, and we'll talk more about briefly, the John Fontaine Realty. Time for Phil's phone in. Phil Plort is my business partner in Deacon Housing, president of Madison's Blimling & Associates, a dairy commodities consulting firm, a division of dairy.com, and host of the brand new podcast, The Dairy Download. Keeping an eye on the faraway and diverse markets is what he does. Seeing how it might affect real estate here in Madison is what he does for
7: fun. Here he is with a look beyond the 608. Hey, Ben, it's Phil with a view from beyond the 608. There's an old saying in farmer circles that goes something like this. What's a big dairy operation? Why, it's a farm with one more cow than mine. Big is relative. You, me, and Rhonda are small-time operators compared to our friend Brandon. But we're big-time operators compared to someone with just one or two rental units. Of course, Brandon is positively puny compared to an outfit like Invitation Homes, a $25 billion company that owns more than 80,000 properties across the U.S., Will higher interest rates reshape appetites for some of those big players? Money is definitely more expensive. For real estate investors, that generally means lower prospective returns. Using 30-year mortgage rates, the same monthly payment that would have financed a $375,000 house at the end of last year would get you a $290,000 house today. Or flipped around, the same payment necessary for a $375,000 house today would have taken down a $475,000 property in late December. Data shows investors are pulling back. According to Redfin, the share of investor real estate purchases slipped for the fourth month in a row in June, falling to 19.2% from a high of 20.9% in February. Does that give small-time operators or maybe regular home buyers a better chance to get into the market? Will things change even more in the months ahead? Stay tuned. That's all for now. Until the next time, this is Phil with a view from beyond the 608.
3: You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. You're listening to Ben Anton right across the table for me and myself, Adam Elliott. And on the line, we've been talking to Brandon Cook, developer, broker, owner of John Fontaine Realty. Brandon, it's been a treasure having you in here. Thank you for uh, joining us today.
6: This has been great. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself.
2: Usually, this is this is an opportunity for for you to plug what you do, and and you should, and you can, and or throw out throw out Jeff's name or whoever you would rather have someone call. I'm I'm not proud. Um, you have.
6: Well, I don't want to step on your toes. I think what's great is we we all three of us get along really well, and I mean. It, my personal preference is um, I stopped trying to sell myself a long time ago. all my projects I build it. I, you know I'm the real estate guy I build it I construct it and then I'm the management so it keeps it really simple. All my houses I purchase a lot I build the house. everything is 100% done and then a sign goes in the yard and either you want it or you don't and so I have no clients. Um, just because you need a infrastructure and um, you, you need to be able to work with people in a different way that I am. And it's just, it, it makes it a lot easier for me and allows me to do a, a higher volume. So uh, if you're thinking of calling me, don't. Uh, <laughs> I'll call you.
2: You personally have the John Fontaine Realty to cut out the middleman but there, but you do have a few agents. And if you ever see one of those signs, know that, know that that's Brandon or one of his people. Mm-hmm.
6: We talk, we talk real estate, but you know, we're not intense as intense as those, uh, as your guy has, uh, you know, you're at what Avenue location, uh, and Monroe Rose street. It's just, it's <laughs> not like that. We, we do a lot of personal business and we buy real estate for ourselves. So, you know, it's, it uh it works it works really well for us and my dream is to have a sign you know like i see Krupp, Krupp construction they're pretty big uh in town here but it's something like my last name cook construction and then in very small print it's like what is that his phone number and it's like if you re- you can read this you're too close <laughs> and that's it just don't call me but ben i i definitely give you a shot i mean i do the old quarter flip Heads or tails, heads you're in, tails out. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're out. Whether or
2: not I get membership to the
3: clubhouse. Ben, we're going to have to install a fire extinguisher down here for all these burns that are going on today.
2: <laughs> <Jeez>. All <laughs> right. Well, evidently, listeners, all three of you, there's nothing that that Brandon can do for you. Uh, so let's nope. just appreciate the time that he spent with no, us today. We can learn something. We'll, we'll all that. learn a little bit something so we'll and we'll, take it. and we'll leave it at that. All right. Thank you very much, Brandon. You have a good evening.
6: All right, thanks for having me.
2: Thanks, Brandon.
6: Going
3: to the bar with the money from the jar I'm Walking walk because I'll have a problem with the car. Going to take a sip, going to take a little trip, going to purchase some whiskey, going to leave a big tip.
7: Going to the bar.
3: You're go- listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name's
2: Adam, his name's Ben. Ben, what was that? That was Brandon Cook. You know, a lot of people think developer is is like the dirty D word. Brandon is is not is is just 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 pushing the rock up the hill he's just like working the guy he, just sounds like he's working all the time he he is working all the time and uh but he likes it but that sounds what, like that's, he likes it too that's what he does and, and sometimes that's what i like to do though i do like to turn it off or feel like i have to sometimes mm-hmm. to uh to do other things that i love with other people that i love but it has grown those first the good decisions compounding He's been able to see that happen enough that the occasional bad decision doesn't set him back too far.
3: Yeah, I always find it curious because I've known a couple contractors in my time that are able to just work without the ability or the the need to advertise what they do. They're they self-sustain in all the work that they do and it sounds like Brandon is in that space too where he's got his plate spinning and he keeps, you know, takes one down, puts one up as he needs.
2: Yeah, we talked a little I talked a little bit earlier today about the the value he sees in working for himself and being responsible only like if I made a bad decision that was my bad decision and I gotta fix it and solve the problem but you know what it was mine Uh, Mm. and I and I feel like I feel a great value in that too in the way that Rhonda and I work together if we screw up that was our screw up and we'll deal with it and we'll just keep pushing that rock up the hill
3: all right Um, folks can learn more about the podcast and many
2: other things through the newsletter it's like a podcast for your eyes comes on the the 22nd 22nd read it arrives on the 22nd written in easy to digest segments taking no longer than 20 seconds to read and we also want to thanks and acknowledge our musical guests we've been
3: hearing all throughout the podcast today including renclaw El donk and the oak street ramblers
2: bob westfall seesaw and atwood fest main stage performers the Incli- Mad City Jug Band, including your mother. I know they had a good time. Did you? Did you go? Were I you did, there? I looked I for go. you, but I did not see oh, were you.
3: you. Th- oh, jeez! Uh, there were so many people in the audience; it was ridiculous to try to find. Uh, they had fun. They absolutely had a blast. They love working with the folks that put on Atwood Fest. They said that's one of
2: the better spaces to actually perform. It was. We had great music. The we did have a little jug band stage competing sound wise <laughs> with with a pretty raucous. Uh kids band. It's like a kid from, band, right? Yeah. But they were they were they were they were shredding. Like there were some kids playing some cranberries and stuff and some like late 90s rock that was well before they were born but was still pretty good. Right. But, but did they have a jug? They did not have they a jug. they will have to work on the jug next time. <laughs>
0: All right. Thank you Adam for yeah. your
2: timely arrival and the fun that you've helped me have with Brandon. Of course.
0: Thanks, Ben. Thank you for listening to Real Estate in the 608. Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Real Estate in the 608 is a podcast for homeowners, home buyers, landlords, tenants, people who just want to be better at living in a home. If you can't get enough Real Estate in the 608 between episodes, like us on Facebook at In the 608, or visit inthe608.com for archived episodes and show notes. Remember, until you tell us, we don't know. We appreciate your listening, as well as your ratings and reviews at your favorite podcast portal. We also welcome feedback and topic suggestions via email to ben at benanton.com.
1: Come on, baby, won't you hold me tighter than your fists curled up in a schoolyard fight? I'll be a backup when you're calling my name. And come on, baby, won't you keep me safer than that high score on that? Could be taking the Come on, baby, won't you buy me flowers with that money spent on whiskey sours Sit you buying at those wasted hours? And come on, baby, won't you talk me sweet? Instead, I'm staring at this empty seat cause you got someone else you'd rather eat. And we could be.